Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to The Healthy Life with uh, Ashley and Ben. We're so glad to be on for another week. They still didn't cancel us yet, so we must be doing something, right? We're just getting so many rave reviews about this program. Things that I never thought that we would ever hear, like, oh, I can relate to that, or I never would say that to anybody. You manage the community. Have you you had any of that feedback, uh, Ashley? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, I've seen a lot of people happy with how, of course, we touch on weight loss related subjects, but also just kind of real life subjects and how it all just ties in together. Um, it's It's been really positive. Yeah, that's true. Because weight loss, real life, it's all a struggle. It's just mm-hmm. we got to figure it out somehow, you know, and to try to get ourselves on track. And getting on track just doesn't mean getting on track with food. It means getting on track emotionally you know, physically, and it's, it's very, very hard, you know, track, uh, ask my kids, <laughs> I, can't right. get, I can't get them on track, <laughs> but, I don't know if care. but uh, they're, they're excited. There's only, we only have about, um, two more weeks left and they're, they're done with school. So, oh, mine are done. So we have, oh, are they to- really? Yes. Yeah, we are. And uh, we had a uh, carnival at their school, and um, uh, I had to take mortgage out to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. I completely understand. So, folks, um, I'm glad that uh, you're listening to Ashley and myself and the Healthy Life brought to you by the folks uh, at Healthy. This week's topic is sometimes can be tough, but the choice is up to us if we make it tough. and. I love the title. Life is never always a comedy. At times, it is a tragedy. What does that mean to you, uh, Ash? Um, I think it means you can't always just skate through life and expect everything to be perfect. Sometimes it is, and that's great. And sometimes there are downfalls and failures, and you have to work through that to get to the next phase. I think the failures make you stronger. Definitely. Even if you look at like dieting, I don't always like to circle back to dieting, but we all had to do those crash diets to get to where we are with the healthy program now to realize that it's a lifestyle. Exactly. You know, we had the, I still, this, this diet gives me nightmares. It was a three, it was a three day diet. Um, and you were supposed to lose 10 pounds in three days. Did you ever hear about that diet? Yeah. Like the military diet or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I mean, come on, really, re- realistically, would that work? No. I mean, technically, will it help you drop some pounds? Probably, but in a healthy and nutritious way. And will it stay off? No. No. <laughs> no. I mean, unless you ate like what I think it's a hot dog and a cantaloupe every other day. But, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we know we tried them all, folks. You want to know that every diet out there, we've probably been them on. Oh, we are your trial and error. Yes. <laughs> you know, life is experienced as 
a constant. It's never ending. It's a shift. If we can wrap our heads around between shift of success and shift of failure and Mm -hmm. all the good stuff that comes in between and not so good stuff, it'll make us stronger when we try to accomplish our goals. I think that's just kind of part of human life, you know? <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, as humans, we're, we're designed to fail. But if you look at failure as, I just can't do it, I'm a failure. If you look at failure as instead of as a failure that like you couldn't get it done, if you look at that failure as another opportunity to get something done or as a learning for something in the future, then it's not really a failure. Uh, yeah, I, I fully believe that. I think instead of looking as a, at it as a, a failure, you need to look at it as a kind of like you said, like a learning experience. Use it for yourself to turn it around and make it something that will benefit you or something you can learn from. Right. We have to use it as a learning and say to ourselves, why didn't, why didn't it go right this time? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very big on the outside of weight loss on debriefing. Why didn't it work? What, mm-hmm. what, what could have I, what could have I changed differently? Um, how could I, I handled the situation differently? Even like personally with friends way, way, way back before you were uh, hosting the healthy life, I told a story and I have a rule and in business, you get a lot of emails and some of them are not the most, uh, kindest emails for lack of a better word. Uh And your first instinct is to write that person back and tell them how you feel. Mm -hmm. But then the next day you'll look at it after you send it and you say, maybe I shouldn't have sent that. Maybe I was too harsh. So I created a 24 hour rule for myself. If I wanted to send an email that maybe a little bit mean spirited back, I gave myself a 24 hour rule to send it back for me to cool off. That's a good idea. It's like taking a reflection period. It's it's your time to learn and think about things and maybe something you should do differently or, you know, just a reflection period. I, I think that's great. Yeah, because that's how I still stay employed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's true. <laughs> because full is not always... Fault can be shared. It's not always one person's fault. It can be two people's fault, you know? Oh, absolutely. We talked about that last week about unsupportive people in our homes. Remember that? Mm -hmm. We we said we were going to talk about that today. Yes, we did. Yeah. And that's totally, I mean, that's just a part of life is is having to deal (laughs) with things and people that aren't, always going to be there for you aren't always going to be supportive and you've got to I don't know you've just you've got to find a good balance I mean it's not going to be perfect it's not going to be I mean does the buddy system work when it comes to weight loss it works in everything basically do partnerships work Uh, sometimes right but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but when you're trying to lose weight the commitment starts i believe with you the choice the change is within Mm -hmm. you then what do we do with the people we live with right yeah i mean i i believe that too i think if if you're wanting to make a change for yourself then 
it definitely has to be for you. It has to be your idea. It can't, it can't be somebody else coming in saying you need to do this or that. But at the same time, having that support from them will very much make your life and your journey easier. Oh, absolutely. If I asked you to put a percentage on how many people, like if it's 50-50 or 60-40, that get support when they start a weight loss program, what do you think it is? I would say it's probably about a good 50-50 mix, at least from I, what I personally see online. Um, I, I see a good mixture of both. I, I have my spouse who is supportive or my spouse sabotages me as, as what they say. I see a very good mix of it. But is the spouse sabotaging them or is the final decision their decision to make? That that's where my personal thoughts come in. I personally don't believe that a good majority of the spouses are actually trying to sabotage. I think they're just thinking for themselves and they're letting their the, the spouse that's on the journey do it themselves. And so just because they bring something into the house that they want doesn't mean that the person on the weight loss journey has to eat that or do that. You know what I mean? I still believe that it is your responsibility and it doesn't mean that they're not supportive. It just means that they're doing their own thing and you can do your own thing. Right. And what's, what's your feeling on sharing with people in the household um, that you are going to go on a weight loss program? What's your feeling on that? You mean like tell, telling them that you're going to be going on this journey? Yes, because um, well, I have my thoughts, but I want to hear your thoughts. I, I think it's very important to be vocal in the most comfortable way that you can be about it. Um, to just completely change things up and not tell anybody, they might be asking questions or certain situations might become uncomfortable. And for you to be able to come out and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm making changes for myself to better myself. And you know, and it's okay to say, I need your support. They don't have to eat what you eat. Um, you don't have to make them special meals, but it's important for you to tell them so that they are aware of what you're doing. Absolutely. I feel the same way. You're on your weight loss commitment. Doesn't mean that you have to put them on your commitment. You know, if you have Taco Tuesday in your house, it doesn't mean that you need celery Saturday in your house. <laughs> but you can have both if you would like. And right. <laughs> you don't need to uphold, you know, change their whole life because you're changing your life. Exactly. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you something that has kind of helped me what I realized in the last, uh, what, two and a half years now of doing this. In the beginning, I was making two separate meals all day, every day. And it got really... I don't know what the word is, defeating and tiring. Hideous. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I always told everybody, like, I'm not a short order cook. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not going to do that. I ended up doing that to make things work for myself at that point. But I soon realized all I really needed to do was like make the same main course, whether it's tacos or a hamburger or chicken. I make the same course for everybody and maybe some of the sides that they're having is fine. They'll have that. And I'm going to make my own sides for myself to lighten up my dish a little bit. And that seems to have been so much easier on me. That way I'm not making two or three completely separate meals. I'm just changing up my own sides so that they can have what they still like and I can have what's going to help me. Yeah. The, all the years I've been coaching, that's been a big, 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 big um, issue. And <laughs> I had, I had, Oh, this is a long, long time ago, but she she was a, a wonderful member 
of mine, and she, unfortunately, she would always cook two dinners, and one for her and one for the kids. And she had a large, large. She had like four kids, four or five kids, and and it was during last time I saw her was in COVID when COVID first started. And she had told me, you know, I just get burned out. I got to cook my meals and then I got to cook their meals. And mm-hmm. I said, there's your answer. You just said, I got to. You're the right. cook. You know, mm-hmm. you, you're the cook. You make the decision. If they want what they want and they don't want to eat what you want, well, they're going to have to wait an extra 15 minutes. Yeah. Sometimes you know? that's how... how- has to be and and i guess i would expect the people in your family to to hopefully support you in that yeah you know it, it, it it's sad and sometimes people do sabotage you not that they do it on purpose but they bring home things that they like that they know you like and mm-hmm. some people consider that sabotage yeah especially or things like gifts like somebody comes home and brings you some sort of chocolate or or candy or something and 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 the thought is there the heart is there behind it they're not intentionally trying to sabotage you i think in those cases it's important important to just you know graciously say thank you and then you know give it to somebody who you know will also enjoy it kind of re-gift it, you know what i mean that, that yeah big one re-gift that is the biggest thing i always say that when somebody tries to give you food, your only responsibility is to say thank you. Uh-huh. You don't have to eat it. Right. You absolutely don't have to. I had this wonderful, wonderful member, and I hope she's doing well. She was in her 80s, and she was diabetic. She was lactose intolerant. She was allergic. She had none of these ailments, but this is what she told everybody to get out of not eating the things that they wanted her <laughs> oh. to eat. So, Very I, so, so, so it's, oh, she was, she was a superstar. And so I said, you know what, <laughs> whatever it works, whatever it works, <laughs> you know, going back to failure, failure, if we can just as humans take failure as learning and as an, another opportunity to win, well, that, that's a, that success will taste so much sweeter. You know, mm-hmm. think, think about, when you lost your your weight, your, your was it sixty pounds? Yeah, just about sixty. Yep, sixty. Yeah, I mean, what was the first thing that came into your mind when you lost sixty pounds? Um, well, that I succeeded. That you know, I did what I wanted to do, and even kind of beyond what I thought I wanted to do. And I, you know, I just kind of thought back to my entire journey and and remembered what I did, and and I just felt successful. Yeah, anybody that's that's listening to us for more than our, our comedy, um, to <laughs> Ashley and myself, writing things down is so important because it triggers those aha moments that mm-hmm. those tough weeks, the weeks that we got through it, we pushed through it, what we had to do, what we had to change. Journaling will make your life so much easier, even if it's not with weight loss. Right. I, I, I tell I tell everybody, write three good things that happen to you a day. Um, write it down as the last thing that you do at night and then put it on, on your um, next to your bed. And then when you wake up in the morning, read those three good things. And that will set your next day up for success. It creates a chain. Because- That's a beautiful idea. I like that because it just, it makes you 
think back, uh, um, just to be thankful of what you've accomplished or what you're thankful for the, the good things the day before. And it does, it sets you up for success. Success. Yes. For success for the next day and the next day. And I don't mean that it has to be food related. It could be, you know, I got to go to the park with the kids today or, you know, my my son came home with a good drawing or or something like that because we fail to recognize the small things. If you start recognizing and focusing on the small things, the small things become the big things. They do. You know, January 1st, I'm going to start my diet. People say they're, they're done by by the 15th um, because they're so focused on changing their whole life. Yeah. Instead of saying, January 1st, I'm going to start working. And I'm going to lose five pounds. Yeah. Right. That, you know, it's small, attainable. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I think that's so important to, in order to set yourself up for success, you need to set attainable goals. And just like you said, I'm going to set out for my first five or 10 pounds. I'm going to start pre-tracking my dinner every day for, you know, at the beginning of the week or something like that. Just small things that will begin to add up more and more and create your success. You think actually that we kind of have to talk to ourselves like children sometimes? <laughs> yeah, we've got to pep ourselves up. <laughs> it's it's true. Yeah, in order to get through it, you don't tell you, you don't tell a child. Oh, listen, you got you're gonna have to do six months of work to graduate to second grade. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know it. There's about 50 gold stars between that and and graduation. You know, Mm -hmm. we need those gold stars. We need to be recognized for our hard work. Um, Anything in life doesn't come easy. I mean, does not come easy. We have to find our way. My way could be a lot different than your way. Definitely. Yeah. And and it's not saying that you look at maybe influencers online and say like, oh, that's what they're doing to have their success. That's what I need to do. And no way is that true. I mean, like you said, it's, it's different for everybody. And I think it's important for you to find what works for you to see your success. Yeah. Like I'm always on Instagram and there's always an influencer and I don't, I don't even know how much people are really paying to that stuff any day, you know, as much as they used to, because there's so much of it, you know, it's like the, the market is saturated. It is it's in the weight loss industry. It is. And, and I see a good mix of the ones who I totally agree with. I mean, there are, there's, there's quite a good handful of ones on my Instagram that I love following because I think they give great advice, but then you get those like ad type ones that get snuck in there through some hashtags and it's, like horrible yeah. advice. Yeah, the the my former company got rid of all the ambassadors because of that reason. It, it just wasn't it wasn't paying off. Your journey has to be your journey. It has to be your biography, not not mine, not Ashley's. Keep those notes though. Or you know, I, I look at my book and I say, Wow, I lost hundred pounds. If I would never thought I lost that in a million years, but that book gave me proof. That gave me validation that I did. Right. So did my pants too, but. <laughs> well, yeah, that's always a good payoff. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, is it's one day at a time. It's one day at a time. Sometimes it's one meal at a time. 
I'm I'm getting to that point now where I'm starting to tell people it's one meal at a time. Yeah, I, I believe that too. Um, especially if you're like restarting or getting back on track and it can all seem so overwhelming trying to plan all these meals. I, I kind of say, take a step back, just start with one thing, just do one meal today. You don't have to wait until tomorrow's dinner or you don't have to wait till Monday. Just start today with one meal and that's going to start setting you back up. Yeah. And same thing with working out. Like People have a tough time starting to work out and keeping a schedule on working out. And I learned this lesson a long time ago. Schedule your workouts like you would schedule your lunch. You eat lunch every day, schedule your workout like your lunch. That's a good, that's, that's good advice. I mean, even me personally, because you know, we're, we're so honest on the show. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I am in no way perfect. And, and I have a hard time keeping up with my activity and my exercise. I will go through spurts. It's usually like in around February. And then like right after summer, I'll have these spurts where I'm like, I've got to get back on track and stay on this schedule. And I will do so good exercising. I'll do something every day, whether it's like, I, I really love Pilates. So whether it's like some floor exercises and Pilates or just a, a 45 minutes to an hour on the treadmill, and then I'll do it for about 30 days and then I slack off again. And I, I choose not to see that as a failure to myself. I think what it is, is it's just me going through my notions <laughs> and learning what's more important to me at the time. You know what I mean? Actually, 1, 1% of exercise is better than 0%. It is. It is. And, and I do try to remind myself of that. But again, like I'm in no way perfect. And so I, I do what I can when I can. We kind of talked about this a couple shows ago, you know, yeah. 1% is better than 0%. And so I do, I do it when I can, when I feel like it, and I feel better when I do it. And you know what it is? A lot of people don't look at exercises. They look at it like you got to jump on the treadmill or you got to look at lift weights. I mean, you, you have two kids chasing kids around all day. That's exercise. It, it is, yes. And and through the summer, I've got kids in and out. We go to the pool. There's summer camps. And that kind of, I honestly do count that as my activity because I'm not sitting down that much. You know, I'm moving around. So to me, that is my successful activity throughout the summer. Yeah, right. Laundry, all, all that stuff. That all, <laughs> it, it all adds up, though, as activity. Uh-huh. Uh, and and a lot of folks don't like it. Look look at it that way. I was always that guy in um, the supermarket or the grocery store that would never bring his cart back. I would be I would be the sneaky guy that would take the cart and, and stick it between the two cars and look around, make sure nobody saw me, and then oh, no. get the <laughs> heck out of there. But <laughs> hey, it's bad. This is the East Coast. Yes. <laughs> so. Somebody had told me, I don't know if the number's exactly correct, but it motivated me enough to bring my cart back. She told me, if you bring your cart back all year long, every time you go to the grocery store, it's something like 27,000 steps. Wow. I mean, I believe that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much it can add up or even just like parking further away. You know, we all drive up and down those aisles looking for the closest spot. And I was so bad about that <laughs> with my husband. I get so mad when he'd park all the way in the back. And now <laughs> I'm actually, I know now I'm actually actively trying to find the ones a little further back. Cause I'm like, what are those extra steps going? Are they going to hurt me? No, they're going to help me. It makes well, a difference. 
in Jersey, I, I, I think it's a Jersey thing. They'll circle around for about an hour or two before they could have been done shopping, but they'll just keep circling around. It, it, it's, it's, it's really comical. Because um, and and there's a whole giant lot in the back of the grocery store, but they'll just keep circling around, or yeah. or, the, or they'll park illegally and get a ticket. That's even funnier. Well, think about that next time, everyone, when you go grocery shopping. Yes, you, you try to find that spot a little further back. Yeah, and then you won't get the ding or the dent, and exactly. you'll, and you'll get the steps in. Win win. That's it. Win win. But <laughs> the, you know. um before we wrap up our show, just to recap today, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always going to be life is always going to be full of successes and failures. It's how you manage those failures, how you use those failures to fuel your fire, how yes. you use those failures to make you stronger. It's th- that's 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 the whole point of today's today's podcast is use those failures to be stronger. Anything else, Ashley, that you want to uh, bring up today? I think it's just um, recapping what you said. You know, I think failure is necessary. I think it's I, well, I know it's a part of our life. And um, in no way does that make you personally a failure. It you know, if everybody succeeded all the time and there was never any failing or losing, um, I think life would be pretty boring. So you just have to use those, like we said, as a learning experience and and keep going and keep growing from them. I like that. You have those good rhymes. Ashley should get she should be the uh, next rapper. Keep well, I'm, gonna start writing, I'm gonna start writing <laughs> You should write us a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on behalf of Healthy and um, Ashley and myself, Ben, it was a pleasure bringing you this week's episode. We can't wait to bring you next week's episode. Thank you for listening to us, and thank you to our sponsor, Healthy. Have a great week, guys.